All right, well, let's kick this thing off. Uh, well, hello, everybody. This is Kirk Cabana, and welcome to this week's episode of Pursuit for Purpose. A special thank you to, to everybody that's uh, sent some words of encouragement on my recent appearance on the Patrick Jones Baseball Podcast. Sorry for the shameless plug. Yeah, check it out if you want to have, uh, you know, get to know me a little bit more about my journey and how I've gotten to this point. I also want to thank, uh, say thank you to everybody that's listening here live today and those of you that are listening to this on the recording. This week, we're going to be discussing recruiting, building relationships, and prep baseball report. For those that don't know, Pursuit for Purpose brings the world's most passionate athletes and coaches together in this community environment, just like this, to encourage our goals and aspirations. By helping provide the teachings and the principles of the greatest minds before us, the people around us will receive the foundations to build the rest of their lives and become champions of character. This week, we're joined by Max Schrantz. Max is the Deputy Director of Prep Baseball Report in New York and Pennsylvania. He's played at the JUCO level and is an alum of Division II Mercyhurst University. In addition to that, he has coaching experience in, North, in the Northwoods League, as well as coaching experience at Division I from uh, Canisius College. His experience at almost all levels of college baseball gives him great perspective on the ability to help guide prospective student-athletes to a place where they can make the biggest impact in their life in all areas. Please welcome me and joining Max. Max, please, thank you so much for being here, man. Kirk, thanks for having me on. Um, Before I say anything, your communication leading up to this, um, everything has been top notch. I appreciate everything you're doing and, you know, all you've done to, to put this together. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you making yourself available and and let this go down a road that I haven't, uh, you know, had a chance to chat too much about, you know, I'm talking a lot about different values and principles and different things, but, you know, I wanted to get back a little bit to the game and, and, you know, look, PBR is one of the top notch recruiting services and just showcase services and, and opportunities for these young student athletes in today's game. So I'm really appreciative of you taking your time and telling us a little bit about your wing in the New York and Pennsylvania area. Cause I know it, look, it's a, it's a broad countrywide service. And I, I want to hear about not only the philosophy behind the company, but just, you know, what you guys are doing over there as well. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a transition going from the coaching world into prep baseball report. And I think from the, I've been with PBR for a little over a year now. And I, I think the, the knowledge that I've gained on the recruiting side of things, paired with what I've learned as a coach, paired with what I've learned as a player, I mean, I, I think I've doubled that tenfold just in my short time with, with Prep Baseball Report. Um, like you mentioned, it's, it's a national brand at this time. And then now really being able to sink even deeper into the New York and Pennsylvania roots here and, and, and show everything that these two states have to offer. I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's great, you know, not, not only from a personal standpoint, but, you know, I think what we're doing with prep baseball report is, is really making a, really making a difference. And um, I'm looking forward to, to digging in a, a little bit deeper with it. Awesome, man. Well, Max, start us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey of how you've gotten to this point as uh, being the deputy director of, you know, PBR New York in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, I guess uh, like everybody in the in the baseball world, everybody's got a story, right? Um, so I, like you mentioned, uh, I'm a JUCO product, um, played some Division II baseball for Mercyhurst University, um, and then, you know, ultimately finished my my playing career and, you know, like a lot of kids, once they, they get done playing, don't know what that, that next step is. Um, you know, I was, you know, I was on track to, 
to live a, a normal life, got a job at UPS, um, you know, working the 4 a.m. To, to noon shift. Um, you know, I did some groundskeeping in the afternoon and basically, you know, one day for some reason, I'm like, you know, this is, you know, I've had enough of this. I want to get back into coaching. Uh, the next day I talked to my former high school baseball coach and a few weeks later and about $500 later, I was a certified assistant volunteer high school baseball coach. And, you know, that, that was my, my start, I guess, at the high school level. Um, I was there for a season and, you know, small world, my former high school baseball coach, his son came up similar path as me, I guess at Canisius College. He made a phone call for me. I got my foot in the door at Canisius College. Um, I started there as a manager to the volley to up working my way all uh, into a recruiting role. Um, I was there for about two and a half years or so. And then that's when the prep baseball report opportunity came up. Um, oh, by the way, you did nail the pronunciation of Canisius College. Um, so <laughs> you, you nailed it. Um, yeah, so then I, I, you know, once I stepped into the prep baseball report role, you know, just like anything, whether you're, you're coaching or whatever line of work you're in, you, you think you know a lot about the job until you actually start sinking your, your teeth into it. And, you know, you, you figure out, you know, very quickly that you actually, you, you don't. Um, so you know, it's, you know, it, you're always learning. There's always more, more, more things to learn. Um, whether it's, you know, your, your evaluation skills or your communication skills or just your knowledge of the recruiting process as a whole. Um, and I mean, that's kind of the quest that I'm, you know, still on to this day. How can I be the, the best version of myself doing this job that I'm currently doing? How can I get the most out of this right now to make the biggest difference possible? I love that. And I mean, you, you hit on something a couple of things right there just in telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey that are so important number one nothing like a taste of real life that'll make you want to work to <clears throat> make you want to work towards what you really care mm -hmm. about right and uh and number two i mean you hit off right on the on the bat the relationships that you'd already started building through the process of playing baseball got your foot in the door and you know i don't think people understand just how important this entire process is. And, and I joke with these recruits that I talk with on a daily basis, guys, Hey, I'm going to, even if you don't come to our school, I want to have a great correspondence through this process because I mean, you might be my boss in 10 years for all now. So you, it, you never know where anybody's going to go or end up. And there's just no reason that we can't have great relationships through this process of, of all of us connecting and communicating through the game of baseball. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, whether, whether I was on the recruiting trail myself or doing my current job, no matter what no matter the talent level that you're dealing with the i don't know the you know the facility staff whoever it is i mean you never want to burn any bridges you never know when you're going to need something when somebody else is going to need something from you and what i have to remind my myself on a on a daily basis when i'm doing all all of these pbr events when we you know see 3000 players in a in a month and a half there's a lot of kids that come through the PBR system and it's their first time. 
So if I'm off my game, if one of the staff members is off their game, that's their impression of prep baseball court. So it, it's really a, you know, bring your, bring your lunchbox every day and expect to go to work. Cause if you're off, you know, that's not the, the taste you want to put in somebody's mouth. You want to show the best possible product out there every time. And to also dig a, or go back to what you said about um, overcoming adversity of something along the lines of that. Um, you know, when, back when I was, you know, on my, my path to, of living a normal lifestyle outside of baseball, I, I am a firm believer that, that everybody is going to have to, to face some adversity like that sometimes in their life. Some people have to face a whole lot more. Some people face less, you know, some people are born into different situations than others, but there is a time in, in everybody's life where they do have to pull themselves out of a rut, get back on track. And, you know, some people never do, or some people allow someone else to get them out, out of the rut. And unless you're the one that takes the steps to get yourself going, you know, it, it's going to be tough to live a fulfilling lifestyle. If that, does that make sense? It big time. It's got to come from within. I mean, and, and sometimes we don't recognize that it takes having things taken away from you before you realize how important they were to you. And, and, and that's just a part of life. And now what I'm here to encourage people to do is don't wait 10 years like I did <laughs> and, and then decide that it's, it's time to get it. We, we could recognize that pretty early on, but when that adversity faces, you know, faces you in the, in the eyes, it's not saying don't experience it. It's not saying don't be emotional. It's not saying don't be a human being. It's saying get back up sooner than later, because if not, then the excuses pile up and then you start to believe the excuses that you're making for yourself. And, uh, you know, glad to hear that you're another person that faced what they had and decided that, Hey, uh, there, there's more than I'm supposed to do. And, uh, I'd like to make my living in a career that makes me happy. And, and that's the, the bigger aspect of everything. And now as a, as a whole in baseball, if we could just get things sorted out to where these awesome people that are in the game are able to actually make a living, then, you know, we'd have some tremendous human beings sticking around the game for a very long time. But the game at a certain point also really tries to show us this adversity of who wants to be the ones to stick around. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, and you know, it's, the, what's, uh, what's the saying, you'll always love the game, but the game never loves you back. Um, and I, I, I do think that that holds true. Like everybody, or not everyone, but there's a lot of people that have passion inside the game. And I, I, I think one of the things I've realized the longer I'm in this, it's tough to break into the game, but it, it's even harder to stay in the game. To be that lifelong baseball guy, it is a long journey, but a very fulfilling journey at the same time. I'm I'm right there with you. And I, I I wanted to uh to get towards a, you know, a couple of things in the recruitment process, but man, the recruitment process itself it's scary mm -hmm. for these young student athletes. Why is PBR, in your opinion, such a trusted service for giving these kids the best exposure possible? Uh, I mean, I I think it's for I think it's a reason that was in place long before I got here, and it's the fact that it is very regionalized. So I mean, we have six 
full-time staff members just in the state of New York and Pennsylvania. So that's six full-time staff that that's their daily job is trying to bridge the gap between, um, you know, possible prospect to commit. Um, and inside that players, they see us on social media, they email us, we get emails daily on not questions, not just about the event, but about the recruitment process. We get DMS on Twitter, on Instagram, all that stuff. So I, I do think it's something about how they, they put a face to the name, they see us in person, and then they can follow up two months later and say, hey, this is uh, Johnny, you saw us in Williamsport. Um, I had a question about this. So I do think that is a little, that I, I think that's a big reason why PBR has seen such growth over the past few years, and also why I don't think it's gonna be slowing down anytime soon. I can't imagine it's slowing down either. I mean, any event that I've been to for myself, uh, I just, I enjoy the way that it's, it's ran. I enjoy the, the commitment level from the kids. Obviously it attracts coaches. And then even when you can't make it, you still make the, it available, adequate information, you know, and, and even on top of that technology, technology has gotten so awesome in the sport of baseball for giving us these different metrics of what baseball players are working with. So, you know, just so everybody knows what's the technology that players get to, to work with at PBR events. Uh, so the main two um, are TrackMan and blast motion. Um, I, I think everyone is probably pretty familiar with TrackMan by now. Um, the that's everything that you you'll, you'll see in major league baseball, um, a majority of power five programs, and it's starting to trickle down into some of the lower levels. Now um, I'm, very fortunate myself to have been exposed to TrackMan and get to learn the ins and outs of that. Um, even at the the lower level, Division One, um, when I was coaching there, um, you know, I I wasn't fortunate enough to get my my hands on it. Um, and now, fast forward, we're able to take TrackMan and then offer that to high school athletes. Um, so basically. Yes, TrackMan is what goes to the profiles. It's it's all the you know the big the big numbers the, I mean the fastball velocity the 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 IVB the spin rate on the hitting side of things the exit velo the distance all that fun stuff, um, but now players can also go into the the portal use it from a development standpoint. Same thing with Blast Motion, um, so they also get to use it on a recruiting front but they also get to dive deep and use it in terms of development as well. Um, and, you know, not everyone does it, but we have received a lot of positive feedback about players using that from developmental purposes, tracking it over time throughout their high school career, and basically seeing that, um, that, that forward progress that they're, they're making, you know, over an off season or, or over a year or so. Well, that's, that's awesome. And I know that you haven't been there, obviously, for, you know, four years to say, see a freshman go to a senior year, but that's still powerful for a kid to be able to, to get to see that change. And also at the same time, see the changes that, that happen within their, their competition, within their peers as well, too. And to see the advancements of the relationships that they get to build within that whole process, because once that data started to be collected, if you're really going through the process, 
they could go through and see that growth as well too, especially if you happen to be somebody that's got some kind of upside as far as physical framework and different stuff yeah, like that. I, I think that's one of the things I hear the most, at least from on the, the parent side of things, is I wanted to bring my son to this event to see how he stacks up against his peers. Um, you know, that's, I, I think that's a pretty invaluable thing that not only do you get to see with your eyes how players perform next to each other is that after the fact you get to go through and actually compare everything side from side to see, wow, maybe I am this good or this is what I need to work on or, you know, whatever the next steps may be. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, that's something that I do hear quite a bit, um, especially at the lower levels as well. Um, we have a lot of new initiatives at the, the junior level as well um, that although it's, you know, there's a lot of people that say that eighth grade year is not a recruitable age, but we are doing a lot of good stuff with that, that eighth grade athlete as well in terms of getting them ready to make that next step into high school, um, you know, from an educational standpoint, as well as getting them familiar with the the PBR process, I guess. Well, I mean, that's really intelligent from just that perspective that, look, everything doesn't have to be about, hey, I'm getting signed on this date. But just like you said, from an educational standpoint, some of these kids need to know what is a pro style workout, what is going to be expected to you for what you need to develop and work and train on over the next course of a couple of years that make a difference in hopefully peaking your interest onto radars. And, uh, and I, I, it has to be said that you have to learn that before you know that. So at whatever age they decide to get that education for themselves, it, it's gotta be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we started a, we had a, um, a recruiting seminar um, this past month for some of our younger athletes um, you know, for the, for the younger kids, we have them come in and we, we go through the event slower. We do a breakdown of each one of the workouts and not just educate the kids, but educate the, the parents too, as well. Um, you know, we talk, we'll talk about scholarships. We'll talk about early contact. We'll talk about, um, you know, official versus unofficial visits. We'll talk about roster sizes. And that's something new that we just, we put in to affect this, this preseason. And I, I think a lot of people enjoyed it. And I think it's something that we're going to keep continuing to, to do down the road. Awesome. That, that's awesome. And man, well, you've been at a lot of levels, like from JUCO, D2, and the D1 level, to now seeing thousands of players in a year. And, and look, baseball players are just getting better and better at every level. How do we get these kids to understand more that playing any level of college baseball is a success? Oh, I, I agree 100%. I, I've talked to a lot of junior college baseball coaches in the, the Western New York area um, where I'm currently living. Um, and I, and I, I joke because I was a JUCO product as well. But man, if I was trying to come up and play JUCO right now, I'm worried that I wouldn't have a spot because JUCO baseball is just so good now. Well, it's always been good, but especially in our area, um, and, you know, and I, I stand by that my Division II Mercyhurst team and every team in the PSAC, for that matter, is on par with the Division I conference. Um, 
division one is that that quote unquote you know the 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 sexy commitment the the ones that everybody's proud to post on social media but you know it's it, it, it's okay to go to a different division if if it's the correct fit for you you know it, it's not all about the division one logo um you know the talent is good everywhere um the it, i i'm a true believer if you if you put your head down and grind whatever level you're at, you're going to look up towards the end of it, realize how far you came. And then, you know, there, there's going to be more good things ahead. And then you put your head back down, you go and you do it again. Um, so I, 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 I mean, it long story short, um, you know, every, every level of college baseball, the, the talent has increased greatly. And I mean, especially exponentially with where we're at as a climate with what's happened the past couple of years for that, you know, good old C word of COVID for sure. I mean, it has changed the landscape of, of rosters. I mean, I've got a super senior on, on my team who's been a game changer for us who, you know, we would have lost last year if he, you know, would have been on normal time, but got granted another year. It's not only opened the doors for junior colleges getting even better than they already were, but it's making the country go crazy with post-grad programs. And I'm a big fan of post-grad mm -hmm. programs just because I'm a big fan of anybody that's willing to bet on themselves. Yeah. Uh, anybody that's willing to say like, look, I want to take this year to get bigger, faster, stronger, and you can still go to school. And I mean, there's so many different awesome elements to be able to continue playing this game that you just have to choose to go down that road and not quit on yourself. So, you know, what does PBR do to help with the recruiting process? Uh, I mean, as a whole, I would consider prep baseball report. I don't, I don't want to say a middleman. I would rather say that we are a, a tool. Um, we are a tool to get information from the player to the coach to the program um in in the grand scheme of things how recruiting I, I guess the higher level you go obviously the more things they look for coaches will go to our website and search 100 mile an hour exit below sub 760 over six foot things like that nature whatever program that it, whatever they look for they can search for these individual things and find what player they are looking for. And then they go into the intangibles, I guess. What we're trying to do is basically give the most amount of players the most amount of opportunity to be seen. Um, so what you mentioned about the post-grad post programs and everything like that, I'm a big fan of anyone that's trying to make more opportunity for the player. Um, because also like what you said, College baseball is more competitive than ever right now. So I don't want to see anyone that does have a chance to make a difference in this game get left out. So I think the more opportunity, you know, not just with PBR, but outside of PBR, I think the more opportunity, the better. I think something that gets lost in that aspect of college baseball being better than it's ever been is the people inside of it are the ones 
not you're helping create that. Yes, there's better athletes, but that also just means there's better trainers, there's better coaches, there's better everything that's helping create an expansion for availability in the game. And uh, I, I just think that's completely unique. And you know, it, it is tough. I, I can't say that if I was a 15, 16, 17 year old kid that I'm not going to work to get to the highest level, but what you have to do is work to give yourself the best chance to find an environment that you feel like you could be successful at, regardless of what that, that level is. How, how much do you guys talk to these kids about finding the right fit? I would say a lot. Um, prior to every event that we run, we do bring everyone in, not just talk about the structure of the event or, you know, talk about what the technology, talk about this. We do try to talk a little bit about the recruiting process as a whole. Um, and inside of that, we do talk about like the patient aspect, the, um, the individual divisions, the individual levels of play. We also talk about the, the, the self-evaluation, comparing yourself to what others are doing in a positive way, I guess. And then looking at yourself and thinking about what is the best possible fit for me. Is there any conversation with the kids about the the financial aspects of of baseball uh, at all? Where uh, unfortunately it's not handed out like candy, like basketball and football at times, where you might get the label that you want on a very low scholarship or no dollar offer or you might get a school that loves you and wants to pay for almost all of your school type of thing. Is there, is there any education in, in that realm of the finances for yeah, you guys? I mean, so we started, so this past preseason, we started at our, it's called our rising stars event, um, which is for younger kids. And this is going to be a new initiative that we keep doing year after year after year. And basically that's going to be, we're starting at that young age to set the framework throughout their high school career. And this is something that I wish that we could have been talking about every single event for the past five years. So these kids are getting, getting hammered home, but at the, you know, at, at the same time, it's just not possible on our end. But what we are doing is trying to get that information to the players, to the parents, at the youngest age possible. So then they can take that information, digest it, and then carry that with them as they, as they go. And that's smart because really it, it, who, who feeds the children, it's, it's the parents as well. And so having them have that information and understanding of the landscape, it seems, uh, seems pretty important because then they can start talking some logic into kids and and i'm saying this is somebody that's not trying to tell anybody not to shoot for the mm -hmm. stars i did some stuff that i'm not supposed to have done but i also knew maybe easier at, at the age that i did it that hey i it was easy for myself to eliminate this oh i'm going d1 i i just wanted somebody to want me you know somebody to want me that i can come in and and help be a good teammate help build a program and uh and i think it does start a lot with what can we get the parents to understand about the bigger picture of, of what their kid can do to contribute to a team and also um i i do think there's a lot of good organizations out there that are relaying that information to their parents to their players 
So although we are trying to be very proactive on, on the PBR end and getting that information out there, we do partner with a lot of good organizations that are, you know, fighting the same fight, I guess, getting that information to their parents early. So they don't, their, their, their kid's not a, a junior in high school and then think, hey, how do I get involved with this PBR thing? Um, you know, how the information is, if organizations are doing it right, getting to players now. So it is, it is pretty advantageous on our ends with the partnerships that we've gained over the years um, with these organ other organizations. I want to turn the page uh, briefly to something a little more specific to you and, you know, sorry to put you on the spot with it, but yeah, you know, Max, what's your purpose, man? My purpose individually? Yeah. What's, what's your purpose? Why, why are you doing all this? What are you working for for yourself? Uh, selfishly? I, you know, I just wanted to be the most well-rounded baseball mind I can be. Um, you know, I've attacked it from the coaching standpoint. Um, now I'm here on the recruiting front. And really, I selfishly, I just want to learn the most about the game as I possibly can by the time it's all said and done. Um, unselfishly, I'm here to impact the most people that I can. I've always said it's, it's not about leaving a legacy, but I want, I want people to feel like I have helped in, in, in some way or another. You know, if, I, if suddenly I got out of, out of the game tomorrow and no one and you know no one thought I've made a difference. You know, I, I would be a little disappointed because I do I, I wake up every morning trying to impact the most of the most amount of people possible in a positive way. Um and you know I, I think that's I think that's the only way you can go about it in this in this business. Awesome. I love to hear it. I can hear the heart coming through that you, you want to be able to serve the people that are putting their trust in you to, to be of service to them. So, I mean, a lot of power to you to, to keep waking up and having that passion in you to, to keep driving towards that direction of, of helping people as much as you can. And if we keep that kind of attitude every day, it's going to continue leading to the next group of people that you can exponentially serve and help. And, uh, you know, I, I'll probably say it, say it every time when it comes down to it through, uh, through each episode. But my favorite quote is you can have everything in life you want. If you'll just help enough other people get what mm -hmm. they want. And I just truly believe that, you know, we, we can all work towards what we want to become, what we want to believe, but we got to bring people with us to the mountaintop. You know, we gotta, we can't do this alone. And it's, it is about making those relationships and those bonds that make it worth it for the work that you pour into yourself. I agree. You get to the top of the mountain and there's no one to, to share it with you. You're going to go right back down, bring somebody else up with you. Uh, right on man well, uh, well you know in the process of of being recruited you know we get to be around and talk to a lot of people why is it so important to build positive relationships with everyone you come in contact with um i from a business standpoint in terms of press prep base report i think that speaks to it, it speaks to itself um it personally um i I think it ties back to me wanting to make the biggest positive 
impact possible. Um, I want people to leave to leave PBR in a positive way, ready to attack the next day, ready to attack the next workout, wanting to be better themselves. If I, you know, if, if, if we burn a bridge, that's, that's only going to hurt a recruiting process. It's only going to hurt, hurt a development as a baseball player. Um, so I, I, I think we have an obligation to not just keep the relationships, but nurture them and grow them the longer they're in. So once they're out of the PBR system, they can look back while they're still chasing their dreams and their careers, you know, and, and, and think about the things that they have done positively and then relay that message to the ones that come after them. Um, Cause very rarely does the, there, there's always another, another bridge, I guess there, there's always another relationship. Um, you know, if, if I have a positive, positive relationship with this player, that's only going to extend to another, to another, to another, if we burn a bridge, the same chain reaction will happen. And I would much rather have that, the, the positive train keep rolling. That's really well said. Uh, I really in, in enjoy that aspect of just visually seeing that, of, of how much that spider web can spread, so to speak. And, and there's two choices. It's either spread through a positive aspect or it's spread through a negative aspect. And why would we want to do anything intentionally on our part to spread it towards the aspect that doesn't serve other people? Exactly. Look, I know we can't say everyone, but look, quite a lot of people in the PBR staff have coaching experience and relationships with other coaches around the country. How do your relationships you've built from a personal level help the athletes get a chance to be evaluated further? So I, so without saying any individual programs or individual names, um, that I can count more than two hands worth this preseason have, have myself or one of our staff members heard that a player has had interest in a program immediately texted that coach during the showcase. And then that, that coach responding, asking for more info, more information. Is he a kid that we want to come to our team camp? Questions like that. Um, and that's, that also ties back into never burning a bridge. That also ties back into, you know, just, just nurturing these relationships, I guess. Um, but huh, sorry, what was the question? I started, I started rambling again. <laughs> no worries. No, you were, you were right on it, but this essentially, you know, how, how your relationships that you've built to help athletes get a chance to be evaluated further. And I mean, you were right all over it, but no stress at all. Um, but no, um, basically every, every weekend we have, we have four-year coaches asking for recaps, asking for individual, uh, you know, whether it be contact information, you know, it, uh, inf information like that. Um, and I also think that ties into things that we look outside the outside of the showcase, I guess. Um, because when we are there, we're evaluating the baseball player, obviously the baseball player first, but we are in a pretty unique situation to where we are a unbiased party we don't have skin in the game we're not you know four-year coaches we're not actively recruiting so 
we are able to give our true opinion on player performance. Um, if we do have enough experience or have, have been around the player enough, we do have a, a gauge on what kind of person they are. Um, we do have a gauge on the communication with the parents because, you know, you're always recruiting the parents as well as the player. Um, so, I mean, when the coaches, all they, they enjoy having that information put in front of them from an unbiased party that also has done the same things that they are currently doing. Um, so I think that information is pretty invaluable to them. Well, and I think you, you hit on it, a strong point where we talk about being able to see these kids, but also knowing it look, is it somebody that I, I really want to come back and, and talk to, they, they can trust your opinion a little bit more, like you said, as an unbiased source, because look, PBR is not necessarily going to be begging, so to speak, for people to come in and enjoy their events. It's at this point, it's a pretty established machine that is, is producing well-oiled, you know, people that come to it and, and the, the name draws itself. There isn't so much fluff that needs to be had that I have to get this kid out to keep my company going. You know, I think there's something to be said about knowing that you can connect people to the right levels, especially if they're asking for it that much more. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, like always, you know, we always try to be as, as transparent as possible. I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you that a majority of the time, I'm not 100% what a player's grades are. If I do have that information, I'll let you know. If I ever, you know, if I didn't see them firsthand, if I was throwing BP on the other side of the building while I saw them work out defensively, I will let you know that because I'll never give an opinion about seeing a player firsthand if I didn't literally get to watch them with my own eyes. Um, you know, same thing about the the individual's makeup. I may be able, be able to tell you that I've heard him make 10 excuses after his round of BP and, or after his bullpen, you know, I, I may be able to, to tell you that I, you know, I, I heard some pretty negative interactions between him and his teammates, but everything that I would, the message that I would relay back to a coach is always, you need to dig more in this for yourself you need to go gather more information because you know we don't have all the answers like i mentioned earlier you know we're we're a tool we're an avenue for exposure and i think we do bring a lot of good opinions to the table but you know it, it is on the coach to to figure out is this kid the best possible fit for our program and i think coaches have done a great job in realizing that up to this point just because it, he's a player is the highest un, unranked player, you know, in the 23 class doesn't mean he's the best possible, you know, pick for your, for your program. Um, right. But you're right on it. Cause every program is going to have a different culture and a different aspect of what they want to do. So at a certain point, the coaches got to do their job as well too, and see if they're a fit within that group, but you're, you're a strong tool to be able to bridge that gap of whether or not, Hey, you wanted to ask that person to dance, so mm -hmm. to speak, and, and see if the, the, the dancing partner, you know, went well, but you know, how does, how does being a good person, in your opinion, off the field, help an athlete in the process of getting recruited? I, I think it's everything. Whether, 
because it's always going to catch up to you eventually. Um, You know, you could be the most talented player in the world, but it it will always catch up to you in some facet. I'm I'm a firm believer in how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, If you're not dialed in off the field, if you're not hitting the books, hitting the weight room, um, you know, communicating with your, 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 your team and coaches properly, or your, your uh, prospective coaches properly. I do believe everything comes full circle. If you're a poor character player, I think it's only a matter of time until, you know, there's, there's nothing stopping a player from going in a rut that that poor character takes over and then you lose them for the season. So you know, everyone knows just as, you know, as much as we do, you know, th- this game is 90% mental. If you don't have it all upstairs, it's going to be very hard to go far in this game. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, pretty much taken, taken from my mouth. So I appreciate you, uh, <laughs> you sharing that because that's too much how I feel about what these kids get a chance to do. And, you know, as I had mentioned a, a little bit earlier before we actually got into everything, you know, when you do go into those slumps, when you do have these issues, it's a safety net to fall back into that, you know, all right, all right. I'm struggling in baseball right now, but you know where I'm not struggling. I'm not struggling in being a good person. I'm not struggling in, in meeting my disciplines in my other areas. But when you do struggle in baseball and you know, you're not doing things right in the other area, and it makes it really hard to get back up from that adversity that you've inevitably going to face. So uh, I think that it goes a long way for a, for a psyche aspect to be able to tell yourself, no, baseball is going to come along. I'm going to keep doing everything right the way that I'm supposed to do it. The best baseball ability is going to come back. It, if I keep pouring myself into the game, the same way that I pour myself in, into life for sure. So I appreciate you sharing yeah, that. I, I agree 100%. With that being said, you know, what's something you like looking for in a player that has nothing to do with their baseball abilities? Uh, Interesting. Um, I enjoy looking for how a player carries themselves. I don't want, I don't want to just reiterate what we just talked about, but I, I, I do think that that is the most important thing to me. If I'm watching a player and he's not taking his prep seriously if he's being, it, it's tough because you're dealing with a, the age of a lot of, you know, immature young men and you never want to, you never want to see them be immature and hold them like that for the rest of their life. But I, I do believe that everything does come full circle. If a player's not taking his prep serious, he's going to have a hard time taking the game serious. If, if things are out of line and there's red flags in terms of that, overall what's the word I'm looking for um and that overall help me out with this word here um I want to say overall focused I guess I would say right right um all right. I was going to, I was going to take demeanor. I didn't know if that would have, would have triggered anything, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm right there with you on what you're trying to say. No, I, I would say that's the, that's the main thing for me. Cause I mean, I, and it, it also plays into what, what level you're recruiting for. Um, Cause you want to bring well-rounded individuals into your program, but 
but also there's a lot of programs where you bring players in that don't have all the pieces together, but then by the time they leave, you want to have them ready for the next chapter of their life. So it, it, that's, that's, that's huge. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. I mean, that, that's something that I've been trying to echo a lot, especially at, uh, at, at my level of coaching, you know, we're, we're probably in most people's eyes, the, the lowest of low, but that bothers me none, like, because the talent level on the baseball field, I feel like matches plenty of other levels. A lot of these kids, just like you said, they were missing the other components that made them a complete player, a complete person and needed to understand that those things are going to be what takes you to the next level in life. And they just needed a home to be able to, and, and some people that could be able to, help them get to where where they can go and one of the things that i try to say pretty often especially to our group because every group believes they're the best every group believes that they have the ability to compete with everybody and and we're getting there uh you know right now i mean heck we we played a division one team our, ourselves this year um and we were winning in the bottom of the eighth you know they did what they were supposed to be doing um and and they pulled out the win but at the end of the day you know these kids believe in themselves as, as athletes and, and people. And I just try to echo that the, the technology doesn't matter. The facilities don't matter. It's the group of people that you put together and what they commit to becoming together. That is really what this is all about. And you put any group of people together that believe in themselves and you can beat anybody on any given day. I agree 100%. And that's the, you know, that's why recruiting is so hard and that's why it's so fun because anyone that says they have it all figured out is a liar because once players get into that program, you know, who knows how they're going to, who knows how they're going to mesh, who knows how they're going to, how they're going to shake out. Um, and, and by the sounds of it, it seems like your program is, you know, they, they mesh, they play baseball together. And, and that's the most important thing. That's what it's all about. Right, right. And, and you just got to try to find out a way to make sure that you're meshing at the right mm -hmm. time, right at the end of the season, head, heading into playoffs and anybody that gets into the dance, uh, it can can be dangerous because you to, to, to win the win the trophy, you got to be invited to the party in the yeah. first place. So it's, it's obviously one of the most important things. Yeah. But Max, I wanted to ask you, uh, if you could improve one thing about the recruitment process, what would oh, it be? That's a tough one. Um, See, I, I don't want to put, I, I don't want to put blame on others. I, I would always want to put it on myself first. And I'm, I'm, I'm a victim of this as well. The, the, the communication aspect between, uh, between everyone in a, in a player's circle, um, whether it's a player contact, uh, contacting a coach at the right time, a coach being upfront, with a player about his role, um, you know, proper early commitment guidelines, you know, the upholding of a scholarship. Um, I, the, the game, I mean, there, there's so much gray area in the, in the, in the recruiting process. Um, and, and that makes for a lot of things to go wrong along the way. But I, I, I do think if, if the communication between all parties stays consistent and is 
and, and is gone about the right way throughout their time, I think it's going to set a lot more players up for success. I see exactly what you're saying, though. There, there is just too much gray area where it is left up to interpretation. And if one person interprets something that was said as something that benefits them and the other person that said it didn't necessarily try to take them down the wrong road, you know, you still have feelings that can get hurt through the process. You know, it's, it, it is definitely some, some gray areas, especially when we're getting into talking about how um, the associations have made it where these scholarships are only year long commitments. And, you know, it's good in theory because you want a person to stay committed to the process, but man, shouldn't there be some real warranted actions to take away something that a kid had earned if, uh, you know, if he didn't really do anything bad to have it taken away mm -hmm. from him just so you can give it to somebody yeah. else. No, I, I hear you. And especially like coming from the coaching world and doing what we do now, like it's everyone does have to sit back and think about these are these are kids lives. Like these are defining moments in, you know, kids lives that they're going to carry with themselves for the for the rest of the time on, on this earth. Um, and although, you know, coaches, they're, they got to make a living, they need to win games, they, you know, they need to support their family. Same thing with PBR, we all need to support our family. If we weren't doing what we do on everyday, everyday basis to support our families, we wouldn't be able to, you know, reach as many people as, as we do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I definitely agree that there's, there's a lot of gray area in, in the game right now. What are some words of advice that you would uh, give to the players that come to PBR events when they talk with you? Uh, it depends on the event and it depends on the age and it depends on what kids are struggling with. Um, you know, when, when I have a first timer there, there's a lot of kids that, that get in the box and they try and do too much. They're not sticking to themselves. Their, their direction is off or they're, they're pulling off the baseball. Sometimes it's just, simple cues to correct the bat path. Sometimes it's more, you know, um, you know, it's more mental. It's more, you know, focus on the next thing. Why are you worrying about running a, a seven three when you're shooting for a, a sub seven, when you got to take BP in five minutes? Um, you know, that's, that's done. Focus on what you can control right now. Um, so it depends on the player. It depends on the age and it depends on what the, on the problem is. Um, it, that's at least for what it during the the showcase types um, post showcase everything everything comes full circle and it's more about the process it's more about you know when you know what what is the best time to do this when should I do this um, you know my travel team is going to do this is this a good idea yes um, questions like that that's awesome. And that totally makes sense. I mean, especially because like you said, there are a plethora of different events and ages and everything. And, and each group needs to be talked to at a, at a different level. And, and, you know, as we had already mentioned, these are kids and they're kids in different gaps of being kids who are going to understand different information at different times. And it, it is very, very interesting that through this process, as much as it's uh communicated to to parents and there's different people 
man, they are put in adult situations to have to make adult decisions about the rest of their lives based upon how another adult communicates with them through that process and makes them feel. And uh, I, I find that whole process very, very interesting. And that is why from a personal standpoint, when, when I talk to these kids, and I know I had said it earlier, I'm just very thankful that the game of baseball has given me an opportunity that I get to talk to somebody about baseball. Mm -hmm. So regardless of whether or not they ever come to my school, that means nothing. You know, it, it what matters is the, the human interaction that we get to have in that process. And look, every school isn't for every person and it would be crazy if it was, but what can happen and should happen is that we should have a positive correspondence through that process. And I should be an encourager to you to find the right place that fits you. Because at the end of the day, if you move forward in your life and you use baseball as a vehicle to help you get ahead, then that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. And the, you know, the, the player and the, the family of the player, they're the ones that are going to have to, I don't want this to come off negatively because it's not, they're the ones that live with that decision for the rest of their lives. And it's a, it's a really big decision. Um, and a, a, as a coach, you know, it, it, it's not right to, you know, think negatively of a, you know, a, a junior in high school, a, you know, a freshman in high school in some cases, because they don't think, you know, they, they did not choose your program. Um, and I, I, everything does come full, full circle at some point. I wanted to, to kind of, we're getting towards the end for ourselves, And uh, kind of the last question that, that I really had for you was, I want to know if you can share with us one of your favorite stories maybe about helping someone get recruited that may have fallen through the cracks. Yeah, I, I do have one that, that comes to mind. Again, I, I won't say a, a name or, or a program, um, but it was one of my, my first PBR events. And there was a catcher that attended. Um, very good defensive catcher. Um, can catch and throw with the best of them, strong arm, um, was very quiet, just went about his business. Um, and after the event, I, I had a, a coach reach out to me, ask, asking who some standouts were. Um, and he was one of the, the names that I, that I gave him. Um, you know, I, I didn't hear much after that. Once I tell coaches about a about a player or a prospect, I don't really poke at it and ask, Hey, you know, where are you at with this kid? Are you having him on a visit? What kind of money are you giving him? I, I, I don't worry about anything like that. Um, but then two months later, I get a, a text from the same coach saying, Hey, this kid came on a, on a visit. Um, and, uh, we offered him, um, around the same time you're seeing this kid on Instagram, you put on about 20 pounds of muscle. He's deadlifting a house and he looks like a division one baseball player. Um, he gets on the mound and he's throwing 90 miles an hour on the mound. So he's a plus defensive catcher and then he chucks 90 on the mound. So, you know, that's great. Um, then a few days later, the, I, I find out that the kid, you know, that was his first, division one offer. Um, and then, you know, he reaches out to me basically like gives me the, 
the uh, the thank you, you know, for for opening the door for me. Um, you know, he he's been a big supporter of PBR, and he's you know he's come back to do do some stuff even after the the commitment. And you know, it, although it's not a you know it, it's not a not going to make a movie about the story or anything like that, but that that really is you you don't do it for this reason, but it's always nice when the player reaches out to you after a commitment and lets you know that you made a difference in, in that kid's life in a positive way. And, and that, I don't, that, that's what it's all about. No, you're, you're totally right. And it, it's, it's not the only reason or why we're doing it, but it gives that kid might not understand that that expression of gratitude, that small thank you is fuel to your fire of going out and, and serving the next kid that makes a difference because you do what, what is the, the, the not joke, but I mean, how easy is it to leave a negative review on something versus how many people leave positive reviews for different things that you do. So, you know, to get that positive review, so to speak on, on the vehicle that you helped be with the tool of PBR, you know, it, it means a lot to us as, as people, because we want to know that the work that we're doing does have some kind of impact on the people that we're trying to serve. So I'm, I'm glad for you that you've gotten that opportunity. And I'm sure you've had uh, plenty others through this point of getting to see all of the kids you, you get to see. And, uh, you know, before we get out of here for the, uh, the evening, uh, you know, I wanted to give you a chance to share anything else that you feel like you wanted to share either, you know, about yourself, about PVR, about recruiting, anything that we really didn't touch on today that you wanted to, uh, to express. Um, I mean, for the, for, for all the coaches out there that are, that are listening, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm un, you know, no skin in the game. I'm an unbiased party. If any coaches ever has any questions on a, a prospect in New York or Pennsylvania that I may or may not have seen. I am more than happy to help. If I have seen him, I'm happy to give any opinions. If I haven't, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to direct you in, in someone's direction that has seen him firsthand. Um, and you know, that's the, that's the position I'm in now. I'm literally here to serve players that are getting recruited and to serve the coaches that are, that are recruiting. Um, so without you guys, I wouldn't be able to be talking right now. I wouldn't be able to, to be doing my job. So anyone that has any questions, any, anything like that, I am more, more than willing to help any way that I can. Awesome. Well, Max, I, I really appreciate you taking your time here this evening and being available and speaking to us about, you know, recruiting, building relationships and, and what PBR is doing. Um, for just for the game and for people. So uh, I thank you again for your time. I thank everybody that's been in here and listened to uh, us both flap our gums here for a little bit, but uh, I, I enjoy this opportunity to just get to connect with people and, and just serve people. And, and you guys don't know how much it means to me for those little messages in the inbox that, that say, thank you uh, for, for the smallest of things. So I appreciate it. And then uh, I'm rooting for each and every one of you on this call. I know we got some great coaches in here right now that are at levels that kids for whatever reason overlook, but I know the character of these people in this room. And I know that anybody would be lucky to be in a program, uh, you know, with any of these people. And again, like we talked about, we don't know where we're all going to be in 10 years from now. So don't burn your bridges, build them, 
build them up and connect those dots for wherever it could be, because who knows if, uh, you know, we all might be on a coaching staff someday together, but uh, rooting for everybody. Max, thank you again for taking your time this evening with us. Thanks, Kirk. I appreciate it.